Hello, and welcome to Business Owners Unite, the podcast where we explore the challenges, successes, and lessons learned from those who have navigated the exciting yet complex world of business ownership. Whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned entrepreneur, this podcast is for you to help, inspire, and guide you on your business journey. So let's get started and unite the world of business owners, one story at a time. Welcome, everyone. It's Kyle here from the Business Owners Unite podcast. Today, we have Stephanie Rother from Infinite Health Concepts. Um, And I know that we're going to have a really good chat. I've known Stephanie for a wee while now, and we've always had really uh, great conversations. Um, She has a very diverse background in health and wellness. She's a qualified yoga instructor, a naturopath. She has diplomas, degrees, everything that you could possibly hope for. And the thing that I'm very interested in is the hypnotherapy as well. So, um, Stephanie, how are you doing? I'm very well. Thank you very much. I'm enjoying the slightly cooler weather at the moment. I know. It's finally cooled down. It's been so hot here in Australia. Literally, it's like the first day where it hasn't been like 35 degrees or something crazy. Yeah. So that's really good. Yeah. And just for all all the listeners who this is the first time that they might have heard about you, do you mind if we start with a brief introduction of who you are and what you do? Yep. Sure. Absolutely. So... I'm Stephanie from Infinite Health Concepts. Um, Originally, years and years and years ago, I came off from Germany. And that was in a completely different career, uh, working in business. I came over for a German company. And then sort of a little bit down the track, I did get diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, which was not on my life plan at that stage. And I kind of (laughs) got interested in So what can I do about this? Do I want to go down the normal pathway of allopathic health and inject myself every couple of days with a chemical? Or do I find another way? And Mm -hmm. that led me down the path of getting interested in natural health. And then it got me interested in studying naturopathy because there was a whole wide field that opened up for me. And so I continued sort of working part-time and started studying. So it took me a long time to get my degree. It was really interesting. It's a Bachelor of Health Science. You learn a lot about basics. And then, yeah, I started working as a naturopath. What originally. so interesting that um, I find that there's a lot of people who get into working for themselves or starting their own business based on a need that they had in their own lives. And yeah. it sounds like having those health challenges um, you, you're either faced with do what you're told or do the research and figure this out and see what other options are available for you. So what an inspiring journey. That's so cool. Yeah. And it's, I think it's about taking this, the self-responsibility and really think about yeah. what is important to you in your life. And for me, it was literally coming back to what I wanted to do when I was a kid, because I literally always ran around. And I got this little medical kid as a as a kid that I could okay. play with and take yep. people's blood pressure and listen to their heart. Not really, but, you know, pretend. And I always <laughs> wanted to be a doctor. Well, wow. obviously that didn't work. That didn't <laughs> go down that well. But in the end, getting back to treating the body, treating the person, helping people. And yeah. it's, a, it's a job that it, it's more than just a job. It's just something that you really get drawn to. And so I think that's the reason why lots of people quite often do it a bit later in life. Absolutely. I mean, what, a, what an honor to be able to help people with their health and help them with their wellness. Yeah. 
because I think that so many people in the medical pr practitioner, whatever the word is, the medical industry, it's focusing on illness. It's focusing on when yeah. you have a problem, then let's treat the yeah. problem. But I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you seem to be a lot more focused on how can I help you be well? How can I help you with a, a, a healthy, not just a body, but mind as well? And I think that's something that is a, a very special and very needed um, practice in the world. I think there's, there's a lot, lot of people who really struggle with their health. And it's like, man, if you could look after yourself preemptively well, rather than after, you know, you start experiencing problems. I know that that's hard to do, but look after yourself. Um, you know, that, that's, that's probably the better way to do it, right? Yeah. So I, I literally focus more on preventative well-being and health. Um, initially, when I started as a naturopath, I worked a lot with people who were really unwell and further mm. down the track. But I also found I attracted a lot of people who struggled with stress and anxiety. Yeah. And that's where the whole shift came into becoming more involved with meditation and then hypnotherapy as well. Because I realized there is a strong connection between the mind and the body. And what goes on in our mind is basically reflected in our body as well. And if we can address both aspects of the well-being, then we actually have a great kind of package. And I can use that to help people when they're not completely unwell, but you know, that, yeah. that average person who is just tired, run down yeah. and stressed or can't sleep or drinks yeah. too much, eats too much. That's that audience. This is my ideal client. I want to get them yeah. and have that conversation with them and work with them so oh. they don't go down that road where they get really sick further down the track. Yeah. Amazing work. I think the mind, body, soul connection is really yeah. prevalent. I think a lot of people come to that later in life, not realizing. Yeah. And when you're younger, you think you're bulletproof, you know, until something happens and you have a major health uh, catastrophe or something really shocks you, you know, you, you just think, Hey, I'm always going to be, you know, healthy. I'm always going to be whatever. And, and, uh, it's not that way at all. I think, um, I heard a really good saying, and you might have heard this already, but, um, disease is just dis-ease. It's like you're, you're yeah. at a state of an like anti-ease, you know, you're stressed, you're, yeah. you're an anxious, you're depressed. And those are often symptoms of a larger issue. They might be the red flag, the, the canary yeah. in the coal mine, so to speak. Or that could actually be leading to physical um, and physiological issues. So uh, super interesting, man, that you got into what you do through that path um, of treating people and then seeing that common stress or that common anxiety. Um, so is that how you got into hip, 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 not, I don't know how to say it, hip, hypnotism? Hypnosis or hypnotherapy. Yeah. So I prefer to say hypnotherapy because I don't just hypnotize people for the fun of it. Um, oh, that, and there is that, nothing, wrong, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> But I use basically the state of trance or hypnosis to do mm. therapy in that, in that state. Because what happens when you are hypnotized, it's basically sort of the prefrontal cortex that sits around your subconscious. It, mm. it gets opened up and it's more easy to basically access information that is stored in there or to put new information in there. Yeah, and wow. I, I always have sort of the um, metaphor of a um, nightclub. Mm -hmm. Our subconscious is like a nightclub. When okay. you stand in front of the nightclub, generally you can't look inside, right? Mm -hmm. But you can hear the music, the do, do, do. 
And, <laughs> you know, you can't even look through the door because there is a curtain in front of it also. Someone stands in front of the door anyway, but occasionally the curtain opens a bit and you get the waft of hot, steamy air because there is <laughs> lots of stuff going on in there. <laughs> and so when I do hypnotherapy, I basically explain, look, I'll take your hand. I have a word to that person in front of the door and I just tell them, look, you can step to the side for the time being because that's kind of in that metaphor, that, like your conscious brain. You take a break. We just walk into the nightclub and then we go to the DJ and we have a conversation how we can change the tune. <laughs> However, because it's a nightclub, it's not going to change to classical music. Mm. It's going to change to what the nightclub plays. And that's mm. kind of how hypnosis works. We can affect a lot of change, but you can't change a person's character or who yeah. they are. They keep the essence of themselves, but we can change how the music is played. You know, yeah. maybe the tunes are not as quick and fast. Maybe they're a bit more slow. Nice. Calming music playlist, yeah. maybe instead of the anxiety-driven music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's a really cool analogy. And I find hypnotherapy super interesting. I have not really explored it too much myself, but I, I know that a lot of my friends who have tried it have found it super beneficial. Um, so I guess like we, talk, we talked a bit about how you got into this in the first place. Um, I guess now, do you find that there's like particular types of people that you work with? Like who's your kind of customer persona, so to speak? Is it a specific yeah. type or... Yeah, so my customer persona, very often I work with women. I do work with men as well, but quite often it's women. And sort of my area where I do a lot of work is, is if they drink too much or eat too much. And that's the type of person who finds themselves 10 p.m. at night, everyone else is in bed or going to bed, and they're standing in front of the cupboard. Mm, and then they start eating because, you know, they're frustrated. Or yeah. the mom who starts drinking the first glass of wine while she's preparing dinner because she has to wind down. And then at the end of the week, she realizes pretty much every night she had half a bottle or a bottle of wine. Yeah. Yeah. And when I work with them, I'm actually not per se addressing the drinking or eating activity. I actually have quite a, a long intake session where I have a chat to them about what is going on in their life. And a lot of stuff what has happened in their childhood because from the ages from zero to seven, we are wide open. We take so much information in and are not even aware of it. And yeah. that comes out and replays itself and we not even noticing it. Mm. So I, I pay, spend some time finding out what is going on for them, what has happened in their childhood. And then during the following sessions, I'm actually kind of releasing some of the stuck emotions and start with them the process of, okay, we dealt with what is happened, has happened with you, but we now need to focus where you want to be. How do you want your life to look like? What is your ideal kind of scenario? How will you live the rest of your life? Wow. That's and, so impactful. Sounds amazing. Yeah, because we are all so good at knowing what we don't want. Yeah. But it doesn't work that way. So, mm. because if I tell you, don't think about a purple turtle, first thing that comes to your mind is the purple turtle. And so then true. you want to stop thinking of it. Whereas <laughs> if I tell you, well, think of a pink panther. Well, you think of a pink panther and you yep. haven't thought about the purple turtle unless I mention it again. 
Yeah. And that's literally the same when you um, deal with anything in your life. If you get up in the morning and you feel tired and say, oh, I'm so tired. I don't want to feel tired. Why am I so tired? I don't want to feel tired. I can guarantee you, you get more and more tired. Yeah. Because yeah. your mind is focused on being tired. I, I know this sounds very, uh, to me, like kind of like the power of the secret, you know, the, the hit phenomenon that came out way back when. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, really, it really is, though, so interesting how the power of the psyche um, and your psychology comes into play, like your early childhood traumas yeah. shape you for the rest of your life, because those are the patterns that you've learned. And to untangle that takes a lot of work. And I'm sure there's so many modalities that help you with that. Um, but if you can have somebody who helps take your hand, walks you straight into the nightclub and helps you kind of like change the tunes, yeah. I think that's a really fascinating way to do it. It's probably, I imagine, potentially uh, a lot faster than years of therapy or whatever else or doing it yourself the hard way. Um, so it's super fascinating. I, I love this topic as well. Psychology is like my, if I was to go back yeah. to university and study, I think psychology yeah. would be the thing because it is so interesting to me how people think and the different trauma that uh, how it imprints on you and how it really can shape you yeah. for the rest of your life um and and hypnotherapy to me is is quite like a uh, it almost feels like a mystic art but i i think that's just my lack of understanding and ignorance you know what i mean <laughs> yeah it it can seem that way but you know i i sometimes see see clients who have seen psychologists for treatments and then they come to see me and it's like oh my god i had you know, years and now this change, I can't believe it. But at the same time, occasionally you have clients I need to send to a psychologist because yeah. they are not ready. Yeah. And hypnotherapy can work miracles. But if there is a resistance, yes. if someone does not want the change, it's not really working that well either. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's like it, anything, though, isn't it? Like you yeah. need to come come into a situation with an openness, and almost like a, like placebo effect is very well documented in terms of if you believe something, you're so yep. much more likely for that to happen. And I think the pick the pink panther analogy is a, a good way of putting that. If you focus on the outcome of what you want out of something yeah. rather than focusing on how it's not going to work, it's probably going to have a, a higher likelihood of of yeah. possibility. Um, which is so interesting. So how do you undo those blocks? Like how would a psychologist kind of work with that? I know it's maybe not your realm, but that sounds quite challenging for you. And, and so, you know. yeah, when, when there are blocks, it's kind of, there is always the model of change where people are in a pre-contemplation stage and then contemplation and then in commitment stage. And you kind of need to talk them through it. And I think with psychologists, it's kind of, sometimes you can do it with hypnotherapy as well but it's kind of a conversation that you need to have. And it's kind mm. of, there can be kind of, we call it secondary gains as well, because certain type of behaviors create certain types of attention that people get. And they might not even be aware of it at that stage. And sometimes they need to gotcha. realize that it's time to change. Yes, It also yeah. means that sometimes people just want to offload continuously and that's yeah. fine if yeah. you're at that space if you need to if you have the desire to work through your trauma at a prolonged time then you know counseling and, and psychologists are perfect for that because they can spend the time with you mm. whereas i'm looking at it then thinking well the more you talk about your past trauma 
and the more you re-traumatize yourself because you're reliving it every time. And every time you tell a story from your past, you change it a little bit. Mm. Yeah, true. Memory is a very interesting, tricky thing. It's very unreliable. Things that you think you remember, um, talk to your siblings about it. They might have a complete different recollection. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like that's not what happened. (laughs) Oh, that's not what happened. So, yeah, if someone has those blockages, I can start working with them until I see that they are not ready. And and then it's kind of, you're better off seeing someone else. You need to talk that through. Yeah, Um, yeah, absolutely. You are more focused on the past at this stage. Gotcha. Yeah. And I, I guess as well, going back to what you said about second secondary gains, I guess that some people, I, I used to love Eckhart Tolle. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but he talks a lot yeah, about like, the pain. yeah, Tolle. That's the one. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so he talks a lot about like the pain body and how that, you know, your ego attaches to that pain body. And that can be something that you, you struggle to let go of because it becomes a part of you and almost become attached to the sympathy you might get from that pain or from the attention that you get from that pain. And that's a really, I imagine, a really difficult one to untether and unlock. But um, obviously, you know, a psychologist or even a hypnotherapist could probably be worthwhile trying. Like, what, what have you got to lose? You know, like holding on to that is, is not healthy, but um, it, it seems to be pretty common. Yeah. Look, it's, it's something when everyone subconsciously has kind of a bias and, and tries to get kind of confirmation about their bias. And depending on also where you're in your sibling structure, there are certain types of characteristics that come with it. You know, you have the, the youngest child who tends to be the happy-go-lucky one and the oldest one who is the responsible one. And then there is the middle child, and you have a lot of this on Instagram at the moment, the middle child who is the one that gets completely forgotten. So, yeah. you know, quite often that can lead to kind of, okay, how do I get attention from my parents? And yeah. that would be either being really, really good at school or being really, really good at sports, or it could be, well, I'm sick. I have yeah. this. I need attention mm. there. Yeah. Making people aware of it can be really helpful, mm-hmm. but it's a very tricky process as well because some people yeah. are not ready to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They always say that the the teacher will appear when the student is ready. Um, mm-hmm. And oftentimes people don't even realize that they have a problem, right? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what I've learned in marketing. You know, you got to educate people on uh, a challenge that they might have. Hey, here's the yeah. problem. Were you aware of it? Um, so yeah, that's that's interesting. Well, Stephanie, I want to talk a bit more about the business side, being a, the, yeah. this is a Business Owners Unite podcast. Um, but, um, I, you know, all of this stuff is super fascinating. So I feel like we could talk about it forever. Um, in terms of your journey, how did how did you transition into starting your business? Um, what was kind of the the first iteration of that? Because you've got so many different qualifications and so many different um, modalities. The first iteration, literally out of college, I I looked for a room. I found somewhat quite quickly because the chiropractor around the corner um, he specialized in neuro rehabilitation, and that in there was a lecturer of mine, and she got oh, pregnant. Cool. She said, do you want to have that? Ooh, I said, hey, thanks. Great. Wow. Yeah. Started with that. Um, had to change rooms a couple of times because the leases ran out, like the main oh. lessor, <laughs> yep. which is really annoying. Um, and mostly worked as a naturopath, even worked for the college where I studied. Oh. Um, 
got really stressed building my own business and working part-time mm. there. And they were in a restructuring process, ended up getting panic attacks. My anxiety just went through the roof and I thought, this is not healthy. And wow, that's yeah. when I really got interested in meditation and I had already done meditation, but I have a, I have a monkey mind. When <laughs> I you think let all of us <laughs> my mind lets loose. I could never really sit down. My mind just went everywhere. Yeah. So I thought, how can I learn to meditate properly? Well, if, if I teach meditation, if I learn how to teach it, then I need to do it a lot. Yeah. And from there, it segued into hypnotherapy. At that stage, wow. then we basically redeveloped our block that we had been living on for a while and built a house where I had a little clinic in the front of it for myself and started then to see clients for hypnotherapy and naturopathy. And so over the years, it shifted more into hypnotherapy and a little bit of naturopathy. Yeah. And look at a lot of clients who have anxiety, sleep disorders, or eat or drink too much hmm. because underlying there is quite often anxiety as well, yeah. or there are other problems when they're they're just unhappy with their life. They don't know who they are. So it yeah. just sort of developed depending on who went through, came through the door and where my interest then took me. Yeah, that's so cool. I think, you know, going back to uh, when you first were diagnosed with multiple scler sclerosis, I think that it sounds like you just had a, a, a series of different needs yourself and you were like, yeah. how do I unlock this? And because you were yep. able to overcome that challenge or at least find a way to deal with that challenge in a productive way, you're like, I need to share this. I need to you know, help others with this. Um, and I think that's actually probably the most purest form of a business owner is like somebody who sees a need for themselves goes, hey, I've, I've learned how to do this. I want to show others yeah. how they can do it because surely I'm not alone, right? I'm not the only person who's having panic attacks in the world or has, is not wanting to inject themselves with chemicals every couple of days. So that's such a... Uh, inspiring story, I think. Along that journey, what were some of the unforeseen challenges? Was there anything that came out of the blue that you're like, oh my God, this is uh, like, you know, because business COVID? is tough, man. Like if, if it was COVID? easy, everybody would be doing it, right? Yeah, COVID, definitely. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. Yeah. I was in Melbourne at that time. So oh. everything got shut <laughs> down. And so it was that people doing everything online, which in a way is a blessing in disguise because it kind of, opened up uh, a whole new pathway. Interestingly enough, I already had received hypnosis online most of the time at that stage myself oh, wow. before yeah. COVID, but that shifted me, okay, I need to, you know, sort of get my gear in order, have a better camera <laughs> yeah. and those things so I can see people online. So yeah. COVID definitely threw a curveball. A curveball always has been when I had to change kind of locations, even if you stay in the same area, you always lose a few clients, even if it's just mm. around the corner. Yeah. Um, that was the reason why I decided I wanted to have a room in front of my house. And the yeah. latest challenge is completely relocating to Queensland. And now yep. I have to build <laughs> all my networks again. Yep. Because in Melbourne, it was easy. I knew where all the chiropractors were, who was the right person, where are psychologists, other naturopaths. I work with other, yeah. a lot of other naturopaths because I tended to rather send them to another naturopath and they could yeah. refer to me for hypnotherapy. So it's just adjusting to what happens around you and in life. And at the moment, cost of living crisis, mm. you know, people 
the first thing they stop is looking after themselves. That's, That's actually very, yeah, very true. Um, I know that I, I subscribe to a lot of different like industry reports and all the, you yeah. know, things that come out and Visa have a really interesting one. They look at like, what, what are the things, oh, sorry, not Visa, um, PayPal. They have yeah. very interesting reports that they put out a lot. And um, one of the things that they were talking about is with the cost of living crisis, what are people cutting back on the most? And because they process a lot of payments, they can kind of see that data. And they found that strangely enough, health and well-being was one of the biggest cutbacks, yep. um, obviously fashion as well. But yeah, I was really shocked by health and wellness. I was like, really? Like just after a big global pandemic, you think that people would be yep. more heightened in their like, I need to look after myself. You know, it's just crazy that that's something that people would decide to not spend money on now. I think it's kind of because if you lots of people look at health as the absence of disease. True. Yeah. Which is actually not what the definition is from the World Health Organization. It's actually more than the absence of disease. It's kind of the total well-being that you have. But yeah. so for them, as long as I'm not really sick, I'm okay. I'm, you know, yeah. and yeah. so it gets put into the back burner. Mm. The problem is what are the consequences down the track? But you can't so see true. them straight away because they yes. are long-term. Because yeah. why do people still smoke? Although they know it affects their cardiovascular health. Why do people drink too much alcohol? Although they know it's not good for them and, you know, has impact on their cancer rates, etc. PP. We are, as a species, not really good looking long term when it comes to our own body. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> very true. Yeah. That's another psychology thing, isn't it? Like we're yeah. very short term. Uh, what is it like yeah. instant gratification is like the best yeah. thing ever. And then long-term kind of deferment of that gratification is crazily difficult. Like it's, yeah. it seems that we just, we just struggle at the sacrificing in the now for, you know, that reward in the future. I know there was a psychology study where they put children in a, in a room, they gave them, um, put a marshmallow in front of them and they were like, look, you can have the marshmallow now, or if you wait five minutes, we'll give you two marshmallows. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's such a uh, interesting thing. How many marshmallows do we just eat now? Um, you know, with, with, with knowing that we could be getting two marshmallows in the future. It's like one of the things that we're doing in our lives, like drinking or smoking or just not getting off the couch to, to look after our bodies in the now, knowing that that's going to pay off with hopefully uh, less likelihood of disease in the future. Yeah. Um, it's kind of simple, but also incredibly hard. We're like not hardwired for that unfortunately. Yeah. I think if someone invented a pill for that, that yeah. would be just, you know, going off the shelves. Yeah. Um, right. You yeah. know, <laughs> getting yourself into that. They should do some research on that, but that's, that's yeah. conversations, you know, that I have with my clients as well. It's kind of, okay. Yeah. Are you prepared yeah. to take the short-term pain to have the long-term gain? This yes. is what it's about. And that's what so, we are working on. So that. So, so true. So true. Yeah. 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 Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I, I definitely think that it's all mindset. And that's why I imagine that hypnotherapy would be, in, in my opinion, you know, not knowing anywhere as near as much as you do about the topic, um, I imagine it would be a bit of a shortcut into unlocking maybe some of those blocks that you might have or, yeah. you know, just not having the willpower for certain things like giving up smoking, yeah. giving up drinking, giving up binge eating, uh, you know, maybe like self-limiting beliefs as well, I know can be yeah. really uh, helpful maybe. Um, 
which leads me to my next question, actually. I was going to ask, what are kind of like the main problems that hypnotherapy can help? I'm not going to say cure or solve, but like can help with, I guess. Well, it, it is, you know, the, the really popular one is stop smoking, um, which moves now a lot into stop vaping. Yeah. Because vaping yeah, is, is a big it's issue at the moment. Um, it's that drink less or stop drinking. And, you know, with clients, I have that conversation. Okay, you want to drink less? Okay, we work on drinking less. The amount of clients who then decided to stop drinking is actually quite interesting. I had quite a few of those who then decided, you know what, I, I just stop it completely. I know that it works nice. better for me. Um, yeah. Working on weight loss is always a bit complex. Um, yeah. It's kind of, I work a lot on body kind of positivity as well, because awesome. there is no point to lose weight if you are not really at an unhealthy range. Yeah. Um, so it's more important of changing what you eat and being comfortable who you are. So yeah, nice. there is a lot of self-confidence and that's where it comes in. You With hypnotherapy, you work a lot with anxiety and sleep. Um, people who struggle with going to sleep or sleeping the night and giving them kind of the, the right type of suggestions and also how they can change their routine at night so it becomes a bit more helpful for when they go to bed and stop mm. that racing thought. What are other areas? I have worked IBS, irritable bowel oh, syndrome, is quite successful. I had um, good results with clients there, where we, which takes a little bit longer. Um, mm. So there are generally more sessions involved and they have home recordings, but we are able to get them to a point where they can actually pretty much eat normally again. And wow. I had one client who was on the FODMAP diet, and I don't know what the dietitian was thinking. Um, she kind of kept her there for a long, long time. And so we worked with hypnotherapy and slowly reintroducing foods, and she actually is back to a normal, healthy diet. That's and incredible. Has, wow. It's a much better relationship to her bowels. Her bowels will never be perfect, perfect. Yeah. Um, yes, is what it is but she manages it now and it's not a complete kind of debilitating condition for her anymore. It's something that she can manage and she knows when she gets stressed or anxious, that has an impact on her digestive system as well. So yeah. again, wow, that's... mind, mind and body. It sounds like, um, like IBS blows my mind because you wouldn't think, you'd think that that is purely physiological, but like you said, the mind-body connection is is really obviously yeah. very present. Um, if you're able to help by just hypnotherapy, you know, just being able to guide somebody through that, that I guess, um, psychologically, you know, that's amazing. That is really, really cool. I'm kind of blown away by that. Yeah. So IBS is actually more mind than body, literally. Wow. There is, yeah. there, there is something has happened where our subconscious just makes the connection that that's it. We either clock him up or we're rushing it through. Yeah. Or, you know, you have a mix of both. And wow. yes, sometimes there can be food sensitivities or, you know, gut microbiome problems involved. And yeah. I generally work with people on having a diet that is very beneficial for the gut microbiome. And when I think that they have issues with the gut microbiome, I might get them to test it. Because you then can find out what is, how does the gut microbiome look, and then you target the diet 
and with probiotics. That's incredible. So what? You, I, the good thing is I can work both ways. As yeah. a naturopath, I have that knowledge to combine yeah. when I work with IBS clients. So generally clients work with me for IBS. They walk out with supplements or prescription for supplements plus the hypnotherapy part here. It's, it's amazing because you have that bachelor of science, like health science to, to kind yeah. of back up everything that you're doing. That comes into play where you're like, look, this is actually a bit deeper than just, you know, a, a psychological issue. Like we need to treat this as a holistic kind of uh, treatment. So yeah. the fact that you can help people look at the full picture is, is really um, quite practical from the sounds of it. Um, and it sounds like you can help with so many different things. So just to recap, I, it was, it was, you know, body, body image, you know, helping people be more positive yeah. in their body image, smoking, uh, binge eating or overeating, uh, drinking too much, vaping, um, and, and even IBS. So it's, it's really kind of anything that you might be struggling with. Uh, you were saying as well, like, uh, insomnia, not being able to sleep properly. Yep. Um, yeah, there's so many different things that hypnotherapy can, can help with from the sounds of it. It's pretty, pretty, uh, surreal self self-confidence um you know negative kind of self-talk a lot i work a lot with that uh, limiting beliefs definitely and i do remember i had um, a client who was very very successful um running businesses for other people and but didn't want to was too scared to take the step for himself and wow. didn't know why and we had a sort of session that we went back and it came back to him going first day into kindergarten and his mom oh, wow. left, him, left him at the door and, you know, wow. had to leave him. And that kind of was the block that he had that stopped him from stepping out by himself. Wow. Wow. It's so, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That is so cool, though, that you can help people with that. And uh, if people do kind of want to get started, like you were saying that you can do online hypnotherapy as well. Is that an option? Yep. I definitely do online hypnotherapy. Um, I treated um, a client with flight phobia. Um, that's another what, one that that's helped. Right. Flight phobia. So she was scared of flying. Oh, flight phobia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. So she literally dosed herself. Um, she literally was so scared going on a plane and we worked yeah. online so that she was able to um, fly to the U.S. Wow. So what I do offer every client is half hour free exploration session with me. So that can be online or in person. And I have a conversation with them and they can ask me any question they have. Because hypnotherapy is a lot about, you know, do you trust me as a hypnotherapist? If you yeah. don't trust me, it's a bit hard to go into a hypnosis. Absolutely. you're on alert and we want to be relaxed. So in that half hour, they can ask any questions and I explain how I work with them and, you know, what hypnotherapy is. And then, yes, we can run online or um, uh, once a week. I'm in Mululabar on a Thursday and I see clients in person there as well. Perfect. Well, Steph, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for explaining all these things. I feel like I've learned a lot and hopefully uh, people listening have as well. Um, before we wrap up the show, though, I normally like to do a quick kind of rapid fire series of yep. questions, basically just, you know, business tips. But um, yep. the first one, I think, is actually very topical to what you do. Um, do you mind if I quickly go through them? Yeah, go through them. Awesome. The first question was, how do you look after yourself? What's your work-life balance hack for being a business owner? Um, and I and, feel like uh, you have some good tips. <laughs> and um, it's it's basically self-care, definitely. I, I start the morning with some movement, with a glass of water. I do mindfulness meditation. Um, I make sure that I exercise on a regular basis. I spend time in nature. 
And I prioritize that and really feel it. When I start to feel rattled, I know something is not quite right and I take a step back. Nice. That's really good. So you're quite in tune with your, uh, yeah. how you're feeling. Yeah, that's one thing I struggle with a lot. <laughs> that's great. So that's good. Uh, in terms of the flip side, what is your productivity hack? How do you help get stuff done in the business? Is there anything that you can share? Um, it is basically taking little breaks after sort of half an hour, 40 minutes. Um, the Pomodoro technique is always quite nice where they say, I think Love it's that. 40 minutes seeing it, you know. I find it's, I need to write a plan. If I want to re be really productive, I have to write a plan. This is what I need to tick off today. And then I sit down and shut everything off around me and focus on that, but actually have a timer that gets me off so that I give myself a break and then I go back to it. Perfect. That's great. Yeah. Pomodoro technique is awesome. I've actually got a, a whole YouTube video that talks about like time management techniques and I love the Pomodoro technique. Um, so that's, you that's know awesome. where the name came from. Is it the tomato timers? Is that it's where it comes tomato. from? Tomato. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Because he had the tomato timer. <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> Anyways, it's a good technique, right? The tomato yeah. technique. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And the last question for you, is there any bit of software? Like I love technology. So is there any tools or any apps, anything that you couldn't live without in your business? Um, yeah, it's my scheduling software. software or the, the client management software. I use something called Clinical, where I put the oh, appointments in, but that also has my um, case notes um, when I take and everything and it's online, so it's transportable. I could not live with something like that. Amazing, amazing. So it's Clinico, is that the one? Yeah, Clinical. Yeah, I've heard of it. I think um, I, I've helped uh, use it with a few different clients from memory. That's awesome. It's, it's good. I've, I've had it now for six, seven years, and I not, might not even use all the features that are available right. because it has evolved quite a bit. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy how fast things are changing at the moment as well. I feel like every tool that I use is now incorporating AI into it. Um, and even stuff that you don't think you need AI yeah. in, I'm like, why? But okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. It's, it's great though. The tools are, uh, yeah, they're fantastic. It'll well, be interesting that... to see how that develops. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of scary in a way. Like I know yeah. for me, um, the type of work that I do, AI is coming for me, man. It's like, it's not, not oh, that long. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's going to be uh, doable by AI, which is exciting, but also, you know, very daunting, I think. And that's, that. it goes into medicine and it might even go into hypnotherapy. It's kind of, okay, wow. you know, you just have, okay, these are my problems. This is how I, how I like to be talked to. And if they can then get a nice voice thing, okay, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty scary. Eh? Yeah. I, I think that's where the, the level of energy comes in that you have as an exchange between people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was talking to, uh, like a Reiki, uh, is it Reiki? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Reiki, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Qigong, Qigong, Qigong expert. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and he was saying that he sees the pendulum swinging back towards, we all crave more human interaction and connect connectivity yeah. when, when we have computers that can kind of do everything for us what's going to be the differentiator, you know, like it's yeah. going to be human connection and relationships. So I thought that was pretty insightful. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, when you are in a relationship with a therapist, there is that human interaction that happens where, you know, that energy flow from, from the person to me and backwards and even us talking online here, it's kind of that energy flow between the two of us yeah. that creates that kind of 
what the outcome is in the end. So, you know, yeah. it, it makes the two individuals bigger than the sum. Totally. Basically. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely find that um, recently, like just working, like I've worked online for eight years and, uh, you know, done all my kind of client work like this, very, very large portion of it. Um, I find that when I speak to people face to face, this is why I love BX so much is the fact that getting that face to face connection, there's a different energy completely. And it really satisfies something deep within me, you know, that uh, the, the severely uh, extroverted Kyle needs on a, on a deep level. Um, so having that like energy um, connection is, is definitely yeah. um, something that I've, I've noticed, you know, like I talk to people all day, but I still don't feel the same way that I do when I actually have like a in-person conversation. It's just way more efficient doing it online, you know? And look, there, there, there are different levels over time. The more you spend time online, you get to experience more of that energy. So I do a lot of intuitives. I'm with more into intuitive working these days as well and have that also. But so I work with a lot of people in that intuitive space and mm. we all work online and we do it incredibly well. Nice. And it's kind of tapping into each other's what is going on for them and how life evolves around them. It's, it's actually incredible to see how much you can get online when you work with them. Yeah. So even yeah. when I work with clients online, I tap into them intuitively these days as well to kind of get that energy flow, even though it is on Zoom or wow. yeah, Zoom or whatever you use here. Yeah, whatever this is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some tool. <laughs> awesome. Well, Steph, this has been uh, definitely one of my favorite uh, interviews. Thank you so much for Thank jumping you. on the show. Uh, you bring a very uh, amazing, positive energy. And I can say that um, I, I'm really keen to learn more about hypnotherapy. So I think I might have to have a chat after this. But um, if anybody does want to try out, you know, uh, hypnotherapy for the first time or Maybe they just like the cut of your jib. They want to start working with you. Where can they go to to get the party started? So you can either you can either either can find me uh, on Instagram, Infinite Health Concepts, um, or you can just go to my website, um, infinitehealth.net.au, um, and there is a button contact me and sends me an email, or you can just send me an email on step at infinitehealth.net.au. Perfect. Kind of, I'm there. I'm sort of on Facebook as well as Infinite Health Concepts. I think. Yeah. So you're, you're all over. You got you got yeah. your bases covered. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Steph. It was it's been a blast. Really appreciate you coming on the show. And um, yeah, we'll talk very soon. I'm sure. Thank you very much for having me, Carl. It has been great fun. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Steph. Cheers. Bye. And that brings us to the end of another episode of Business Owners Unite. Thank you for spending this time with us and being a part of our growing community of entrepreneurs. If you liked what you heard, please show your support by subscribing and leaving a review on your platform of choice. Your feedback helps us grow and continue to bring you valuable content. Remember, your business journey is unique and we're here to support you every step of the way. Stay tuned for more inspiring stories in our upcoming episodes.